section one hundred and six of the inheritance by susan edmonstone ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume three chapter thirty five good the beginning good the end shall be and transitory evil only makes the good end happier Salvi the following day a plain but handsome carriage with suitable attendants stood at uncle adam's door which he at first seemed ashamed of but after a little coyness and confusion he let gertrude understand it was for her accommodation and proposed that they should together make trial of it gertrude had never appeared abroad except in her visit to mrs st clair from the time of her arrival at mr ramsay's and a thousand painful feelings rushed upon her at the thoughts of exposing herself to the public gaze and the public gaze of a small idle gossiping impertinent country town she was therefore on the point of expressing her repugnance but she thought it would be unkind ungrateful when he had sacrificed his feelings so far as to set up a carriage for her if she did not appear to be gratified by this proof of his affection she therefore accepted of his proposal and away they drove she was not yet sufficiently mistress of her thoughts to bestow much observation on the shifting scenes as they passed along and she was scarcely aware of where she was or on what she looked when she found herself at the very door of bloom park they entered and a respectable-looking housekeeper and butler with inferiors stood ready to receive them there's your leddy said uncle adam giving gertrude a slight push by way of introducing her see that you uh behave discreetly and when ye want ony thing ye maun gang to her fort for she kens mair aboot they things than me this was quite an oration for uncle adam and having made it he stodded in to one of the public rooms and gertrude followed him my dear uncle said she for she still continued that appellation how your kindness overpowers me i cannot express how much i feel it who didst naething said he impatiently so dinna gang to fash yourself aboot that the best thanks you can give me is to let me see the red on your cheek and the smile in your e that used to be there and then i'll believe that i've done you some good but no till then and he affectionately patted her shoulder which was going great lengths for uncle adam everything had evidently been done with a view to gratify gertrude's taste and feelings and there was a good taste and elegance in the arrangements that had recently been made for which with all his good intentions she could scarcely give uncle adam credit it must be lindsay's doing lindsay who knew so well all her habits and pursuits had provided every indulgence and facility for both and that too merely in a general way without descending to all the little minutiae which it is woman's prerogative to arrange the news of mr ramsay's establishment at bloom park soon circulated in the neighbourhood and was not long of reaching the ears of mrs major waddell and caused them to tingle with indignation and envy in the midst of all her finery she was not happy for gertrude as uncle adam's heiress was the thorn in her side 
the bitter drop in her cup the black man in her closet the mordecai at her gate such is ever the effect of any baleful passion especially when operating on a weak mind and so difficult is it to form an estimate of worldly enjoyment by the symbols of outward prosperity her only hope was that she would be able to prove uncle adam in his dotage and for that purpose she would fain have established a system of espionage betwixt thornbank and bloom park but all her schemes were counteracted by uncle adam's sagacity the only way in which she could therefore give vent to her malice was when in company with gertrude by taking or rather making every opportunity of resting all claim to distinction solely on the ground of birth family connections and other such adventitious circumstances as the weak vulgar mind lays hold of to exalt itself in the eyes of those who must be weaker than itself to be so dazzled but in this she was met by uncle adam who guarded gertrude in aught that in any way concerned her as a faithful shepherd's collie does the lamb committed to his charge and he was now too happy to be discomposed even by mrs waddell he had found something to love which had long been the desideratum in his life and he was gradually getting more benign and mellow beneath gertrude's gentle influence the first inconveniences of a change of residence and habits fairly over he even began to take some interest in rural avocations only stipulating that he was never to be spoken to on any of the numerous evils inseparable from extensive property and which not unfrequently embitter the peace of the possessor such as bad tenants bad crops bad weather bad servants poachers robbers trespassers and all the thousand ills that wealth is heir to and which perhaps bring happiness more upon a par between the rich and the poor than is generally supposed one of the first to pay her respects to the new heiress of bloom park was miss pratt that lady's absence or at least her silence for so long a period remains to be accounted for to such as take an interest in her fate but the simple matter of fact was that she had been refreshing and invigorating herself at harrogate at the expense of her friend and ally sir peter wellwood and had but just returned to give the lie direct to the current report of gertrude's having been rejected by her lover on the discovery of her birth this she roundly asserted was so far from being the case that she had with her own ears heard her refuse him again and again it was consistent with her knowledge that she had been long engaged to edward lindsay and although the little episode of the turret scene was somewhat of a staggerer yet even that miss pratt contrived to bolt and settle the matter with herself by her having had a great cold and ringing in her ears all that day which had prevented her hearing exactly what passed she therefore boldly claimed her five guineas from uncle adam though how far she was entitled to them was a doubtful question and might have borne a dispute and time was when uncle adam would as soon have given her his five fingers as his five guineas upon such debatable ground but now he was not disposed to cavil at trifles and he paid her the money at the first suggestion only taking every possible precaution against the possibility of his giving her a note more than enough well my dear said she displaying her winnings to gertrude you see i can sing a blithe note at your wedding ha 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 and by the by do you know the news is that a certain cast-off lover of yours is on the top of his marriage with his old flame the duchess of st ives they're both together at paris it seems and it's all settled i wish them good of one another for i fancy they're well met but whether they'll hang long together is another story gertrude could not hear of this event without some degree of emotion but it soon passed away and when at the end of some months she read a pompous detail of it in the newspapers it was with feelings far removed from either envy or regret still less would they have been called for could she have foreseen the termination which a few years brought round 
without the cement of one virtuous principle vice soon dissolved the tie which united them injured and betrayed by a faithless wife the earl of rossville fought to avenge his honour and fell in the cause but long before then lindsay's virtues and the fervour and disinterestedness of his attachment had insensibly created for him a warm interest in gertrude's affections as has been truly said in considering the actions of the mind it should never be forgotten that its affections pass into each other like the tints of the rainbow though we can easily distinguish them when they have assumed a decided colour yet we can never determine where each hue begins the bewildering glare of romantic passion no longer shed its fair but perishable lustre on the horizon of her existence but the calm radiance of piety and virtue rose with steady ray and brightened the future course of a happy and a useful life and gertrude as the wife of edward lindsay lived to bless the day that had deprived her of her earthly inheritance to that indeed by the death of lord rossville who dying without a family was succeeded by lindsay she was again restored with a mind enlightened as to the true uses and advantages of power and prosperity thus all our ill may if directed well find happy end the end end of section one hundred and six end of the inheritance by susan edmonstone ferrier